Welcome to Uncovered. I'm Steph. I'm Renee, and this is a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. Welcome back to Uncovered. So today we are going on from last week. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go have a listen. So me and Steph are going to be interviewing each other. So she interviewed me last week um, just about life, about pole goals and also some listener questions. So today is my turn to talk to Steph and find out a little bit more about her you guys have been listening to us now for 20 weeks. Yeah, this is our 20th episode, but we had a break over Christmas. Yeah, mm. so um, we thought we'd do a little bit about us um, and then, um, yeah, then we can get back to some more amazing poll content. So we're going to start off by asking Steph, how did she get into pole dancing to start with? And I know we've touched on things here and there Um throughout the sort of season. Um, but, yeah, so let us know how you first started pole. How I first started pole. Well, my first ever pole experience was actually um, through I think I was like, I don't know, 20 or 19 or something and we were in a sex shop mm-hmm. and there was a pole for sale. So I impulse brought a $500 pole. I don't know how you do that. Before you even. Before I'd even taken a pole (laughs) class. So had no idea if it was a good pole. It had Kendra Wilkins on it and she was like one of the girlfriends of Hugh Hefner and I'd seen the show. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I want a Kendra pole. So I brought a Kendra pole. So I actually started pole dancing in my house beforehand. Um, Couldn't really do much. And then for my first marriage by hen's night I did a pole class um and how, my, how long after that was from when you bought the pole to must that? have been like oh like nearly a year maybe wow. so I had the pole for a while yeah and I had no idea how to use it um so yeah I brought a pole uh I went to my hen's and Danny who actually teaches in the Brisbane City pole gym mm-hmm. was my instructor and she was freaking amazing she actually taught me how to invert properly that day because my nice. inverts were like run Upside down. Um, so after that experience, I was like, yeah, I was like, I want to do more of this. That was that was a lot of fun. Even though I woke up, I felt like I broke all my ribs. Um, Is that from the hen's night or the from hens, the well, – well, <laughs> Can we wearing, determine what that was from? I was wearing a corset. I would not recommend pole Ugh. dancing um, in a corset. But I – it was really hard to actually find classes back then in Logan, so um, yeah. near where I lived. So did a Google search finally found one and it was in a sex shop um in Underwood so I went in wow yeah still here (laughs) still in Underwood um just in a warehouse instead of a sex shop so yeah like was the question how did I get into pole yeah yeah so I just I don't know had this fascination with it and I think that was probably brought on from watching things like Girls of the Playboy Mansion and seeing I think it was Kendra pole dance um yeah, I just thought it looked So what cool. did you do before pole then? What was your life like? My life? Did you, were you doing any sports or anything <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah, so when, as soon as I finished school, I started getting into touch and rugby league variations. So I played touch, then I played odds tag, then I played kick it, and then I finished on TRL. So I was still playing TRL wow. when I became a pole dancer. Um, so, yeah, um, been in and out of the gym Mm-hmm. There's nothing really like major there, but um, yeah, pretty much just ran on a field with the ball. 
and kicked it around. <laughs> so did you continue to do that stuff after you started pole or did that stop pretty? Because you said like you had the bought the pole and yep. then for that year before you started doing classes, were yep. you still doing yep. the other stuff? Yeah, I didn't stop TRL until, oh, must have been like must have been a couple of years in. So I was still, I must have been playing kick it at the time that I started pole dancing. So I was mm. doing both. So I was doing a night at pole um, and then a night at kick it or Oztag. I must, it must have been kick it because Oztag was before I got married the first time because I broke five, four fingers playing Oztag. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was actually banned while living under my mum's roof. Like I was not allowed to go back to Oztag. So I was like, I just, it. I just thought of a question that I haven't even written down, but mm. how many injuries have you had to date? Like, and they could, it doesn't have to be from pulp, just from in general, like even as a kid, so you broke four fingers. <laughs> uh, as a kid, I was actually pretty good. I didn't really have much. I had two stitches um, from cutting an orange on like, you know, where you put your, your drying rack on your sink and that bit that's like wobbly. Yeah. yeah. I tried to cut an orange. <laughs> that I cut oranges on there all the time. <laughs> even I had those fingers. Um, so yeah, as a... Yeah, it wasn't until I started playing Oztag that I probably injured myself. So while I was playing Oztag, I broke four fingers. I also split open my eye bending over in the shower and hitting the soap dish and I sprained an ankle. So I broke a finger, <sighs> did my eye and sprained an ankle all in one week. Um, wow. So, yeah, I was, a, I was a mess. I was a fucking mess. Wow. And then um, but outside of that, no real other injuries in Oztag or, or that. But, yeah, um, came to pole. My first injury, I corked my butt. Like, a, well, I think I actually tore a muscle, but mm. back then you you didn't go help get help for I anything. I did. I went to an osteo, oh, and I just don't think it was the right oh, treatment. Um, broke my toe doing a ragdoll. Um, <laughs> fractured my rib cartilage doing yoga. Um, I did my shoulder. I think we had bursitis. It took me about ten weeks before I actually seen a physio. Um, I now have inflamed rib cartilage I've got inflamed hip cartilage is yeah, there any I haven't haven't said you broke your wrist and I, I broke my wrist snowboarding last year yeah any other injuries non-pole related <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm a mess <laughs> I, no it's, it's interesting to know though because like I guess you know you don't need to like there's a lot of people come to pole that have had injuries and even mm. severe injuries like we had a girl that used to come here that had broken her back falling yeah. off a horse or mm -hmm. something like that um and she found ways around it so you know yeah. you don't have to yeah. like my next question was how have all of these injuries impacted you with pole oh. so um, obviously the ones at, at pole and stuff yeah. like the rib one is the latest one yep um but my biggest injury was my rib cartilage fracture and that took me out for about six months. Mm. So it was right before I went to Pole Expo too. Well, yeah. actually, no, I got diagnosed correctly right before I went to Pole Expo. What injury did you have just before Pole Cruise? That was your broken wrist. That was my broken wrist. Yeah. So every time I've actually gone <laughs> to travel for Pole, I've injured That's myself. why she doesn't sign up for um, festivals anymore. No. <laughs> well, yeah, my first, my first Pole injury was at a festival. It was at Pole Fest when I think I um, tore up my hemi or something because that took me a long time to overcome. Um, how has it impacted me? It's impacted me mostly mentally. Mm. It's been hard. Mm. Like, and I even like find I resist now to like get back on the pole for certain things. I try and I, I still love it. But right before I purchased the studio, I was like, 
it might be time to get out. Like, mm. and that was just after returning from my broken wrist. And um, I was having a lot of problems then with like my nerve endings and like we thought I had carpal tunnel and I just couldn't do too much. So I had to give up CrossFit and I um, was like, yeah, look, I'll do Kiss It Dirty, which is an in-house comp we have here, only because I had a really cool concept that I wanted to see brought to life. And I'm like, after that, I think I might be done. And then I brought a studio instead. So I'm not quite done yet. Well, um, what do you think you'd be doing right now if you weren't doing pole? If you didn't own the studio, you didn't buy it. What do you think you'd be doing? But I was. St- I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be in pole anymore at all. No. Interesting. Mm, I um. I was really getting so right before I brought the studio, I uh, was really trying to figure out where I was going with my corporate career, mm. and I was ready to really like hit the ground running and like make. Um, I had some pretty good traction on a few strategic things that I did in the corporate world. So I was like ready to just go, let's just go all in over here. Um, I was finding it so hard to pull. Yeah. Like being an instructor and then having all the injuries. I just like, and even like I, there's emotion in me now when I talk about it. It was just something I just did not want to do. Like mm. I love the, the thing that kept me coming back were the friends I made. And I knew like, you know how it's those things when you lose that thing in common, you're probably going to lose those yeah. friends. That was the hardest thing to sort of overcome. Um, but, yeah, I don't think maybe I would have made my way back, but I don't think I would be pole dancing. I think I probably would have looked at something else, maybe continue more down the CrossFit route. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Like That's a really good question, but I, I honestly don't think I'd be here. I think I would have just focused on my corporate career, I probably would have been pregnant because I would have just been 10 years at BOQ and I was trying to, um, your long service. Uh, yeah. I was trying to light it up. So it was like all, all perfectly aligned. So I probably just would have focused more on those types of things. Yeah. So now though, that you have bought the studio and you have are yes. in it <laughs> for the long run, <laughs> what a change. Where do you see yourself in the future with Paul? And that's like, whether you want to compete or just yeah. in general teaching, are you wanting to stay in this area? Are you wanting to move overseas? Like, oh wow, <laughs> um, don't plan on moving overseas anytime <laughs> soon. I'm just starting like to build a house, so I'm pretty solid in <laughs> Brisbane for for the minute. Um, I would love to compete again, but I think that's like a three four year goal. Mm. Like, I don't think. Um, there's a lot of work I have to do to get probably to where I want to before I compete. Um, and I just don't have the time and like I don't have the time and it's not my highest priority. I was going to say is competing something that you value a lot, that I, you have a desire to do? Yeah, so I'm very competitive. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit the opposite. I'm very competitive <laughs> but I love being on stage and yeah. I love pushing myself. Like I'm very hard on myself. Um, so it's probably not a good line to start with, but <laughs> I love pushing myself and my body to achieve things I didn't know I could achieve. So mm-hmm. I, um, I really enjoy the process yeah. leading up and challenging myself. Um, and then being on stage is just like performing in itself is just an awesome feeling. So, cause I know, I know some people that have been students I've run into, and if you've listened to the one last week, um, you would have heard that I don't have like a massive desire and mm. I probably wouldn't really care if I never did it again, like yep. compete. But there are some students that are like, no, that's the next thing yep. for me. Like that's, I can, comp- you come here, you train to perform, yep. to compete. Like yep. that's, that's their mindset. So it's really odd mm. 
for me mm. to like I don't really understand it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like, yeah, like I said, that challenge, that push, that seeing what I can achieve is just huge. And then, yes, I Does am that motivate you then for training, for um, in the past tricks. it did, but like right now I just have to like I can't do that and do what else I want to mm. do. So I I just can't have these things happen together. Yeah. Um, and right now my focus is my business, so I'm much more in a business seat. Um, but when it comes to teaching, I actually don't know if I if you'll see me teaching frequently in future. Mm. Um, I'd much prefer to teach from a level of education and business so how can you better yourself um in your business or how can you better yourself like as an instructor um but yeah like the day-to-day in the studio I I don't know I've just like Mm. it's just something that I've like struggled to get back into yeah fair enough so what would you say your biggest struggle in pole dancing to date is The mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially when my body, when I started getting injuries. So I started, I think that was like 2015, 16. Mm. Must have been 15 because it was before pole expressions. Oh, no, it was after pole expressions. So it must have been 16. It's just hard. Like your body just doesn't do what you wanted it to do anymore and mm. or what you think it can do. So, yeah, overcoming that um, – has been my biggest challenge and I think that's probably why it's easier to pull back from training Mm. than, yeah, getting back into it. But, yeah. Um, Now, so you own the studio obviously. What do you love about being an owner? So many things. (laughs) So many things. Being the boss lady, being the CEO. CEO. Um, (laughs) I have a student here that calls me CEO and she's like, yeah, awesome. But anyway – I love the community and I love impact. Um, that's what drives me is making impact and positive impact for people um, and giving people a safe place. This studio in particular has been quite a um, saviour for me over like my divorce. Um, the person I worked in this studio as the first day is a completely different person to who I am now. So I've done a lot of growing in this very studio. So, um, yeah, I just – love watching women flourish like yeah every single day if I can like just make one small impact on somebody's life then I'm achieving what I want to achieve so and I've been through enough of my own mental health battles um so I really I still want people to feel the way I felt so Mm. if I can just create them a little slice of safe place and heaven or whatever it is it is to them like that's awesome yeah. So probably people don't know. So you're studying at the moment. I sure am. What are you studying? I'm studying a master's of business administration. And so for people that have no idea what that means or what that yeah. entails, can you like explain? So a it's like bit? leadership um, and business. So yeah. it's strategic. Um, so like strategies. I guess an MBA is pretty much like a overall of a business like you know everything but you really have a leadership and a um a strategy like focus so the people you'll find that do MBAs are like business owners they are leaders or like higher level leadership CEOs C-suites those types of things so um yeah I started because I didn't want to go back and do an undergraduate because I don't have an undergraduate degree um but you have to have some leadership 
um, background to be able to do one. So thankfully I did. Um, so yeah, it's just like leveling up your leadership and your business knowledge. So is that? I did not give that a very good introduction. <laughs> so when did you start that? Did you start that before you owned the studio? Yes. So yep. what was your reasoning to start that? Um, I was trying to. Obviously you weren't planning to buy a studio. No, I you wasn't. were planning to potentially quit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started because I, I, um, sorry, I could just hear voices in the studio. I'm like, who is here? Um, I started because I really wanted to level up in my corporate career mm-hmm. and I was in banking and finance and there is a lot of what I term gray hair. So older school yeah. style thinking. And I was being challenged all the time about my degree and oh, okay. I didn't have a degree. So I started my business degree and I dropped out um, because I thought it was too hard back then. Now I'm doing the (laughs) master's. Um, So, yeah, so that's why I started. So at the time I was a risk analyst, so I would go in and audit businesses that had a particular product Mm. with the bank that I worked for. Um, And, yeah, I just needed something different. I'd done that role for a while and I was like, look, I'm ready. I think it was like after my divorce and everything and I was like, I'm ready to just like focus on me and level fuck up. Mm. So um, that's why I started. And since then I've been through a lot and I'll be mm. finished this year on the 23rd of April. So close. I'm so excited. So then what would advice would you give to somebody wanting to or thinking of opening their own studio or even just starting their own business? Like I know that's a lot in one. So maybe okay. um, advice for people just wanting to start a business from scratch. Start a business. Okay. Um I, there's two things that come to mind here, like validate your product is Uh the first thing, but then it doesn't have to be perfect is, so there's a thing called a minimal viable product. So what is the absolute minimum you can go to, to the market, depending what your product is. Um, but understand your customers. I think this is one of the biggest thing I've taken out of my MBA. There's a couple of really big key things, but this is something if you're starting a business, you need to know who your customer is because mm. if you can know your customer, if you can get in the head of your customer in the shoes and really understand what they're thinking um, and what their next moves potentially might be, you're going to sell way better. You're going to understand them way better um, and they're going to want your product because you understand them. So I would say knowing your customer. Um, and the other thing is like, oh, no, it's more of a leadership thing. So that's if you have a team. But, yeah, if you're thinking about getting a studio, mm. Um, you're like, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually extremely rewarding, but don't think it's going to be easy. And I think that's like, I am, I've been in and around businesses since I was 21 from a work perspective. So I really understand what small businesses are and I understand what Mm. good and bad small businesses look like. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, not easy. At the end of the day, it is a business. It is like, a business. It's not just, and that's, yeah. so, I've been asked so many times before, like, yeah. oh, are you going to start your own studio? Like you, you teach a lot, you do private lessons a lot. Like, people why, just not think it's a natural next step for And people. I'm like, no, it's a business. I've seen mm. the back ends. I've seen, like, I don't want, mm. like, I don't, I don't feel like I have the brain yep. for that. So, and I feel like that there are mm. certain people that, you know, shouldn't go into business or, or yes. like that 
they need an extra knowledge that maybe they need to go do um, like a business degree or like even just do some courses just to – because there's a lot to it. There is a lot to it. You don't even think the legal side of things. Yeah, well, I'm doing a corporate governance course at the moment and that talks about your responsibilities as being a director. So when you own a business, you are the director of a business. Um, And, yeah, like you just have to be more on top of it because you could be quite – personally liable for a lot if you fuck this shit up um but there was something you just said there that I wanted to loop back to I've seen previously and this is through auditing businesses I've seen really stupid people run really successful businesses because their product is right and it doesn't matter who is in that hot seat that product is just going to sell um I've seen really intelligent people really really fuck a business up um but yeah if you're going to make sure you know when your taxes and your super are due that is my biggest thing because those guys can garnish your accounts pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, just like know what's the requirements. I would seek legal advice um, and really understand, speak to people who own studios. Um, I'm more than happy. I love business. I love running my business. I love improving it. Um I'm more than happy to have a conversation with anybody who's thinking of starting in a business. There are side hustles that you don't have to think that hard about, but when you're ready to legitimately go into a business, um, yeah, there's a there's a lot there. So you definitely have to make sure you're making the right decision. However, I, I think it's like a stupid amount of businesses that exist in Australia. I think it's like this figure came out in uni the other day. I, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, but most of those businesses are small mum and dad businesses. That is the bulk of Australian businesses. So they definitely exist and you can definitely run them. And I, it just depends if you just want to tick along and run a studio and it just be like a good little business, like, yeah, yeah. that's fine. It just depends what your goals are. Yeah. And I guess, um, do you get frustrated at all? Um, cause like, oh, shit. I'm like, where are you going with this? Well, like obviously like, um, you know, the customers that come in here, our students, they mm. just sort of see, they're like, oh, this is my place that I like to do this yep. and that. And of course, like you were saying, you wanted to create a happy space, a safe yep. space. It's not for you. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be this ruthless business owner that I just mm. want to get all this money and stuff. It's like, it's, you're doing it for the passion of it. Cause if you wanted to yep. do it for money, you would just stay in banking. And yeah, <laughs> if, I, if money was there. my motivator, I would not have left the job I was in to to own a studio but um I'm very fortunate that I had the ability and the means to be able to um or the access to be able to buy a studio um but yeah like yeah I do get frustrated because I am so community focused and but at the same time I am running a business so it's more of an internal battle of how I balance Giving you guys, giving, when I say you guys, sorry, ladies, um, giving Uh people the safe place, um, but also being respected as a business owner. I find that that is a really, really hard balance. And I'm really interested to know if other studio owners feel like this, but. um, Because this is your job. Like this is the only job you got. I like stress so much about everything here, the people, (laughs) like I just want it to be great. I want it to be perfect. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, it's a job. And at the end of the day, like, I guess for me, the studio really is, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, good place. Oh. Sorry, I like got like lost in I think, my thoughts. I feel like, like maybe there's a couple of things I shouldn't say here. <laughs> no, I feel like I, we could probably do a whole another episode on business sort of side of things yeah. um, because I think a lot of people would 
benefit from that if yep. they are thinking about that or if they are running a business. There's a lot of pole studios out there that are quite small that are, might yeah. only have six or seven poles. Like we've yep. got how many poles here? I think we have 35. Yeah, it's a big. Yeah, we're a big operation. It's um, a big operation. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of classes. There's a lot of instructors. It's not mm. It's not just you teaching and got no. one other person. It's you're, you're not like you, like you said earlier, you're not even doing teaching now. No. You've sort of outsourced all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely based on the size of our studio. I'm definitely in not a position to teach because I already have enough on my plate without adding teaching. Um, but yeah, I would love to educate people more or share my insights and my learnings from looking at all sorts of businesses, not just studios and some little yeah. tips and tricks to be better business. Okay. So we'll go, go, going off the business side of things, okay, cool, cool. back to fall, what has been your favorite performance? Of, of my own? Yes. Um, Oh, it has to be my kiss it dirty one, and like it is was. That, not is that clean. the one I'm thinking of? With, yeah, with um, Ross in the D stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like by far not the cleanest performance I've delivered. Man, there were so many things in there that I was clean, like, what? clean as in like, well executed. Yeah, or clean it was. As in? Yeah, it was not very well executed. <laughs> but my concept was like a hen's night, and the strip is really bad, and um, so then I showed them how to strip. Um, but my husband was also in it and he got down to his like bright metallic gold G-string um, and he had wine and the wine represented his penis. Um, so at the end like we shook it up and That's like he had to so pop the champagne. Funny. So he like <laughs> essentially came all over me uh, because I made him so excited. It was yeah, it was funny. Yeah. It was good. That would be my favourite. <laughs> but outside of that, my other favourite was my RQPC performance and it was just the mm. first time I ever put myself out there as like being a sexy dancer because I was never a sexy dancer. Yeah. Um, and it was just so much fun. Yeah. And I think I executed that one really well. Um, but, yeah, like I just had so much fun on stage. <laughs> How many performances have you done or competitions? Um, comps, I did Pole Expressions, RQPC, QPC. And then um, I've done a group one. I think, and then a couple of like in houses, but I've also done like group performances mm. for like opening acts for QPC years ago. We were me and Steph were in a group performance. Yeah, we did. A, we did a group competition. Yeah, in Melbourne. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's called competition. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. There's so much stuff that me and Steph were involved in, in when we didn't really even know each other, where we weren't even friends no. or anything like that, which no. is so funny. All these memories keep popping up on Facebook like, and we're in all these photos together. <laughs> we're like, oh, like we actually. We yeah. went that, we were both there together. Yeah. We were both there. That was funny. Um, okay. So um, what are you doing at the moment for training for yourself? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Um, obviously inflamed rib cartilage is a bit of a um, difficult Mm. um injury to overcome yeah so at the moment I am just trying to get to the gym twice a week yep. and I was doing privates um with Renee which I hope to start back up once my physio allows me to um and then yeah yeah so outside of that that's pretty much it and I'm trying to do a flexi challenge because I want to get more flexi but it's hard how many times have you done that <laughs> I'm the worst student in the class. <laughs> um, all right. I think we'll go into listener questions now. So the first listener question is three dishes that you have to live with for the rest of your life. I'm with Renee on the caramel 12 bandwagon. <laughs> um, and also the gnocchi um, and pasta. Love it. Like if I could just eat. But I feel like I'd get sick of it. Um, 
And you know what? The other one, I'm going to be really boring and go like meat and three veg. But like, you know, yeah. Only because I'm like thinking about, I'm like, man, like even just talking about if I like, yeah, I just need something. Mm. Something my gallbladder would not hate me for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. What about your nemesis trick? What's your nemesis trick? I don't. I'd say anything flexy. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, yeah, I don't actually think I really like have one that I'd get. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's all good. Um, how do you poll on a heavy period? I actually don't know because I don't have a heavy period. <laughs> I've been really lucky. I don't have a heavy period. So um, I can't answer that one. Sorry. But um, if somebody else has that, that thing, I would, yeah, I would love to know more. Okay. Um, how do you find balance being boss, wife and personal aspirations? Um, currently not really well. Um, <laughs> like last year, first year in business, COVID happened. So um, last year was just like you've just got to do whatever the fuck you can do. Um, This year though I'm actually trying to take a day off every week and I'm trying not to come into the studio as much as I used to. So they're sort of what I'm trying to do now so I can spend more time with my husband. Um, But when I am with him we 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 normally just connect over like wine and cheese and like (laughs) no devices. Uh, And then, yeah, we drink a little too much wine. But this year I am off wine as well. So it's now sparkling water and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last question. What is your life mantra? I don't have one. One thing I tell myself often or you pro- I probably pro- people probably hear me say it is like it's all trial and error and I, I do honestly believe that from a um, growth mindset perspective of, yeah, like you've got to try. If it fails, that's okay. You yeah. just go again with something different, like pivot. Mm. And I think that is a strength, um, pivoting and problem solving. So for me that concept isn't too hard um, but, yeah. Dust yourself off and try again. That's awesome. I love it. Thank you for answering all the questions. We'll put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. So now you have heard both mine and Steph's little interviews. If you do want to know more, you can feel free to message us. We're always keen for a chat. Um, otherwise, this wraps up our last episode. This is, this is season one. It's in season one. So we have already some amazing, amazing ideas. I think we probably already have most of our ideas for content. We have to leave a few open for the next one. Um, yeah, so make sure you like us, subscribe, share us as well. Um, leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review. And, yeah, we can't wait to see you guys for season two how exciting until next time guys